Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Angus here from Adio Media, and welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Now, this is going to be a new kind of snackable episode that I'm going to be adding into the podcast. Now, it's new for two reasons. Firstly, it's going to be just me. And secondly, it'll be short and it'll be sweet and it'll have a simple, actionable strategy. Now, I expect each of these episodes to be in the range of five to 15 minutes, and most of them probably closer to the five minute mark. Now, these episodes are going to release on Thursdays, and if you like them, then please let me know. And if you don't, then don't let me know. No, really, I actually do want you to let me know as well. So send me an email, uh, drop me a line, or while I'm actually asking for things here as well, if you haven't already, can you please, please head on over to your favorite podcast app and can you please subscribe and rate? And I'll tell you why that's important and why that might be helpful to both of us. When you subscribe and rate, and I'm looking out for guests, the more great uh, subscriptions and more great ratings that I have, then the more attractive this is to really wonderful high caliber guests as well. So when I'm able to spread this podcast out and I've got lots of great reviews there, then it makes it super attractive for famous people or even not so famous people, but it makes it worthwhile for those guests that we reach out to have us come onto the show. So if you haven't already, can you please head on over uh, to your favorite uh, podcast app, subscribe uh, and rate it and give me a star as well and let me know what you think about it. it would be super helpful. Now in today's episode, I want to share two quick stories with you as well. Uh, one of them happened to me just yesterday as well, but the first one didn't happen to me, but it's a story that I heard and it's a story that's often told about Gary Halbert. Now, for those of you that study marketing, you might know of Gary. He's one of the original gangsters, the OGs, when it comes to marketing. And Gary used to do lots of teaching about marketing, and he, he often does this role play with his audience where he says, you and I are both going to be setting up a restaurant. Now, our restaurants are going to be competing against each other as well, and you can have everything that you want with your restaurant. Like you've got a magic wand, you ask for it, you've got it. And he said, I only want one thing. He said, and I get that one thing, and I know that even if you get everything that you ask for, I know my restaurant's going to do better than yours. So he sets the challenge forth, and the students start putting their hand up, and they say, oh, you know, of course, I want a, a beautiful restaurant, and I want it in an amazingly busy place, um, and I want an incredible chef, and, and they go on, and they list and list and list until Gary says, is there anything else? Is there anything else? And so they've built this stunning restaurant, famous chefs, incredible food, uh, celebrities coming to it, all of those kind of things there as well, and when they've finally exhausted their list... Then Gary finally says, here's all I want. He says, all I want is a starving audience. Now, this is one of the things that we forget about when it comes to marketing all the time, is that nothing is more important than a starving audience. Now, you might have a wonderful product. It might be at a great price. It might be in a wonderful position. But if you don't have a starving audience full of people who are raising their hand to come and buy that product, then you're going to have a really difficult time. Now, this can be one of the challenges, and perhaps this for another time, is that when we're trying to market wellness. You see, wellness is one of those things that doesn't have the same urgency as somebody who's suffering right now with a raging sciatica or ongoing migraine headaches or fertility issues. Our desire to move away from a problem is much, much stronger than our desire to move towards a solution. 
Now, let me tell you what this looks like in the real world side of things. Now, I spent the weekend um, at a digital marketing conference and I'm sitting on the plane on the way home. And I actually take one step backwards for a moment. At the conference I was at, at the, um, the exhibition center in Queensland, there was also another conference that was happening there at the same time um, for a really large multi-level marketing company that does lots of kind of women's makeup and bits and pieces like that as, as well. I won't mention their name. It doesn't matter. Actually, I will mention their name because nothing against them. It was, it was Arborn um, and a great bunch of people and doing fabulous things um, as well. And I'm sitting on the plane and the lady sitting next to me, I noticed that she was reading through some um, pamphlets and that she was obviously there at the conference. So I struck up a bit of a conversation with her and we got talking a little bit about Arborn and she said, have you tried the products? I said, absolutely. I said, my wife has tried them. And she said, what were your thoughts? And I said, look, they're okay, but she's found other products that she likes better. Um, and I was really positive about the company and the great things and all that it stood for. And then an interesting thing happened because then she said to me, she said, oh, I should give you my um, card and then you can check things out. Now, one, she didn't listen to the fact that I'd already told her that we'd uh, tested the products and that we weren't using them. And then I said to her, I said, oh, no, no, it's okay. We've tested them. I'm not interested. And so uh, things went on a little bit. I uh, did a little bit of work, read my book for a little bit of a time there as well, and then came back again. And I could see that she was really interested to start up another conversation with me. And I like these situations because they're slightly awkward, but I think they're really interesting to kind of look at human psychology as well. And I love to see how a sales pitch is going to be done. So the plane was starting to come down to a land. I was aware of some of her urgency as well. And she started to say something to me. I had to turn my kind of uh, headphones off at this stage, the two. And she handed her card to me and she said, oh, here's the card and here's a website link and here's a couple of free samples and you should go over there and check out X, Y and Z. Now, at this stage here, I have a desire inside of me to really be lovely, but stronger than my desire to be really lovely was to, in this situation, I was a bit interested to see how she would respond if I actually just told her again, oh, no, I'm not interested, as I mentioned to you before. I don't need your card, and I'm not going to go over there and follow that through. Now, the look on her face was terrible, and I felt super mean in this situation here as well because she was shot back. She'd probably spent all weekend being incredibly pumped up and motivated at this conference and was going to be out there to change the world. Um, and then perhaps the first person that she pitches on an aeroplane knocks her back like this. Now, needless to say, she didn't really look at me for the next 10 minutes of the flights and then kind of scampered a different way. So I had some real interesting thoughts after this as well. So here's the first thing that I, it, it was a great reminder for too. Just because I said no to this person didn't mean that I didn't think that she was a lovely person because I really did. And I really wanted to tell her that, hey, listen, just because I said no doesn't mean that I don't think that you're really great. Because often, I don't know if you've had this situation, but sometimes when people say no to me, whatever I'm offering them, whether it's inviting them to be a part of Community Influencer or to a conference I'm running when they say no, I can't help but take it really personally. And I make it mean lots of different things. I don't know if you ever do that as well. But this is a great reflection. This was nothing about her personally at all. And here's the second bigger thing that I realized is that she was trying to solve a problem that didn't exist. She didn't identify a need inside of me. I didn't have a problem that she could solve. And when we try to solve problems that don't exist, we're setting ourselves up for massive problems. And I see this all the time. Now, whether it be a chiropractor or a naturopath or you know, Chinese med practitioner, when we're creating videos and we're putting videos in front of people that are not interested, it's no wonder they don't get watched. Uh, when we're inviting people into our practice and we don't first identify what a problem is, then it's no wonder why they're not going to come in and see us. Now, 
uh, Martin Harvey says an interesting thing because you know the, you would often hear this concept of the elevator pitch that, you know, when you jump inside an elevator pitch, if you've got a 30 to 60 or 90 second kind of pitch about what you do and why you make a difference to the world. I'll tell you why an elevator pitch is a load of rubbish. Well, one, because if you jumped in an elevator and you did that, we'd all look at you like you're crazy. But you should get really great at taking your message and having that message match who you're talking to. And if I go back to Claire, because that was her name who was sitting next to me, I think it was Claire, I kind of saw it on a business card there. The first thing that she needed to do was identify a problem. Now, there may not have been a problem that her company could have solved with me, but she certainly didn't dive around. Now, she could have said this, when did you try the products? How long ago was it? What was your experience with it? Maybe things have changed since then. Maybe they've got new products. And maybe she could have sold me on the benefits of the new products, but she didn't do any of that. Now, whether she didn't have the confidence or the experience of that kind of stuff there too, but she missed that step. She didn't identify an urge. She didn't have a starving audience, as Gary said in front of her. So she had all the great products. She had a great pitch. She had all those great kind of things there, but she didn't identify a problem first. So my message for today is this. Before you start going and inviting people into your practice, before you start wanting to work with different community groups or go out and start doing group talks, before you want to get people consuming your content, first what you need to do is identify a problem. Now, there can be solutions that fit multiple different problems. And the better that you get at communicating, the better you're going to be at linking your solution, whether it be chiropractic or Chinese med or naturopathy or massage to any different kind of person. Now, the better job you do at matching the problem and the solution, the more successful that you will be. That's my thoughts for today. Stop trying to solve problems that don't exist and life will be much easier for you and you'll be way more successful. So as I said at the start of this too, if this has been a helpful little episode, then let me know. You can send me an an email or hop onto any of the social media platforms. And if you haven't, then as I mentioned earlier also, it's really helpful for the podcast if you subscribe and if you rate and review because that helps me get way more cool guests on as well. As always, gang, thanks for all that you do. Keep saving lives. Your community really needs you. See you soon. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.